don't even have to do it. Yeah, well, I disagree because it's about me. Any project about me is the greatest project of all time. Start the podcast! Well, that's why my alt news is not about you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let me move this a bit closer to Josh. Yo, yo, yo. And then, right, you can move that a bit closer to you. And then now we can start the podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of More Nerves Than Mics. My name's Kevin. You can follow me on Twitter at... Fa- I was going to say at Facebook.com. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Author Kayla. It's A-U-T-H-O-R-K-L-A-U. I'm Josh. And uh, you can follow me or whatever. I don't Whatever Kevin decides to link in the description, I don't really care. I think it's your Instagram that I just keep putting in there. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. And I'm Ryan. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I mean, you know, just do that. You sure. just search Ryan? Well, search, search Ryan. <laughs> Yeah, do that. You search Ryan, see what happens. Add all the Ryans on Facebook. <laughs> Every Ryan who has a Facebook gets added. Ryan Gosling. Hey, got a famous person. Yeah. I want to add all the Josh Kecks to a group chat on Facebook and see if any of them talk to me. Oh, I came across a Facebook group that's called All the Kevins. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I didn't, I, I didn't request to join. You should, but I was tempted. <laughs> you should, Kevin. Just find out. Because right now about. it's not all the Kevins. What if you're the only missing Kevin? Man. They have all the Kevins in the world, but except you. me, man. Except for you, I got. Kevin, I gotta out. go back on there now. <laughs> yeah. You're missing out. But um, anyways, guys, considering our schedule, this might be our last episode of the semester. I realized it, and I, I cry. You I cried. Mean, I do. Really. How long has it been since we've done one, though? It's been a month. It's been a month. Yeah, yeah. Been a month? we've been we've been busy. It's been a month. Wow. Yeah, well, see, you guys were busy, and then I wasn't busy, and now I'm busy because I'm doing three projects right now. <laughs> oh, I'm doing my CP102 project. I'm editing my alt news segment. I'm editing the alt news movie. So yeah, I'm having a time. Everyone's busy. It's fun. It's, we've got four weeks left. Are you able to give out the uh, info on the movie you're working on right now? Uh, yeah, the movie I'm currently editing. Well, I'm not editing yet because they're not finished shooting. But starting this week, I will be editing a short film called Moment in Murfreesboro. It's about a YouTuber, a famous YouTuber who meets up with his brother who he has not had any contact with in several years. And that's the basic premise. All right. Sweet. And uh, directed by none other than Julius Jefferson, who was on our podcast for episode three, I believe. Yes, he was, in, he was on this podcast and also He's on directed... The- such classics such as American Sniper Eats Crap and also um, a, uh, a Song, A Coin? Yeah, A Coin, A Song, which a is actually really good. Yeah, it's actually really good. Um, and uh, he also uh, hosts, one of the hosts of the uh, Anytime Special podcast. Yeah, well, actually, that podcast is no longer a thing, but yep. he is the host on his new podcast, Good Music Show, which I was a guest on on an episode. Wait, wait a minute, Julius was on here? Yes, we he just went here for the third episode. Yeah. I must have missed that episode. I, I don't know. You're going to have to listen back to it. <laughs> I think I was there. I don't was remember. I? I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. It's been so long. I remember I was on the one when we had Michael Wood. Yeah. Yeah, I was on that one because we called Applebee's. <laughs> we, we've, um, that one got really vulgar. <laughs> that one too, yeah. Not as vulgar as our pilot, though. Yeah. <laughs> that one got out there. That wasn't uh, our fault. Uh, yeah, so yeah, let's just, let's just spend this time reminiscing on our 
older episodes that we kind of sort of remember. Reminiscing on the first season of More Nerds and Mikes. This is still the first season, unless we want to... Extend. Yeah, no, this is the last episode of the first season, last, though. Yeah. Right? yeah, childhood episode is still my favorite. Childhood. The oh, the one where we accidentally talked about our childhood shows for like an hour? Yeah, we were just like, because we got like halfway through talking about what we did that week, and then someone brought up someone brought up a childhood show that we just got completely off topic. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, what? But, um, no, we've been doing this for like nine months now, so it's oh, pretty, man. It's pretty yeah. cool. Season, season one, this is the finale. This is the finale. This is There's a, only three people? There's three people. There's See? three of us. Still more nerds than Mike. So. Yeah, because we have two Mikes and three nerds. Yeah, so. exactly. And hopefully we can keep this going on next semester. I'm also yeah. wanting to start another podcast next semester. As am I. I'm probably going to start mine over the summer, though. Yeah. Can I be a guest star? Who, who are you talking to? You. Me? It's a Doctor Who podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. You have so to watch you, Doctor Who. I mean, who. if you want to watch an episode and, like, react to it with me, yeah, definitely. Sure. Yeah, okay. Love and Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll get to that one, but I'm starting at the very beginning. Yeah. Ooh. No, but, like, have Ryan watch Love and Monsters. Yeah. That fun. might be a few years from now, so... Yeah. <laughs> You'll get there eventually, Josh. Eventually. But, um... Speaking of Doctor Who... Yeah, I watched season, uh, episode one of series ten, which aired yesterday. I also watched it. I saw it this morning. Josh, I think you just recently watched it. I Yeah, I did. I watched it this morning at okay. work. Sweet. <laughs> so, uh... Ryan doesn't know what we're talking about at nope. all. But before we go on talking about the season 10 premiere, let's talk about season 9 a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so I just watched season 9, binge watched over the past week, mm-hmm. and for the most part, I was pretty happy with what I got. As was I. I was pretty happy for the most part. A few things, like the bad things in series 9 really do stick out is pretty fucking bad in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, but for the most part, it was decent. Which doctor are they on? They're, They're on, on the... number 12. Yep. Technically the 13th, but... Well, uh, if you want to get specific, <laughs> it's specific. about 14 or 15 at this point, but Wait, it's what? the 12th actor. Okay, It's right. the 14th... It's actually... Yeah, it's technically the 14th, because right, yeah, David Tennant... All right, so we you got William Hartnell, Patrick Troughton, John Pertwee, Tom Baker, Peter Davison, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy, Paul McGann, right? And then you had Christopher Eccleston and David Tennant. But then David Tennant kind of half-regenerated. He... Pu- in season two, his hand got severed, and he put his regeneration energy at the end of season four into his own severed hand so that he could keep his face. But that counted as a regeneration, so he was technically Doctor 10 and 11. And then Matt Smith, who is the 11th Doctor, was also technically Doctor 12. So in his regeneration episode, he had used up all of... Time Lords only get 12 regenerations. Mm-hmm. He had used up all his regenerations and had to get a new cycle. So Peter Capaldi... Is yeah, I guess we're only on thirteen. Yeah, well, we also got the the war doctor. Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah, the war doctor. The There's war a doctor. secret doctor in between Paul McGann and Christopher Eccleston who fought in the time war and is responsible for destroying the time lords, um, and the Daleks. And so yeah, Peter Capaldi is the twelfth doctor, but he's also the fourteenth regeneration. Doctor Who science fiction. Yeah. <laughs> This is almost as bad as time travel. Explaining that made oh, me realize that I... Oh, the Doctor has time I, travel, too. I know, but like, <laughs> I, I know that, but I'm like, at least sometimes time travel and that makes sense from the few episodes I did see. 
What it will make sense see? if you watch the show. I mean, if you watch like a good amount like, of it, like when I be like, okay, so this is how the science works. <laughs> yeah, like I explained it super quickly, and you've like never seen the show before, so yeah, it's not I'm gonna make like, sense. But huh? Yeah, yeah. Regenerate? Josh but... just list- listing off actors. I mean, they could have been like our names. Yeah, for all you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you guys have. Well, fake names. I'm surprised at how quickly I was able to name every single. I know one it was. I was impressed. <laughs> you missed John Hurt, but you know. I did, but I keep forgetting about him. Yeah, because you hate New Who with a passion. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> there's just some of it. Just are, a lot of it. There's a lot of it. Who? There's boy. a lot of it. There's a lot bad. of it. Who oh boy. yeah. What? New Who and Who Classic boy. Who. Yeah. Who boy? Who boy? Who boy? Doctor Who boy. <laughs> there's Bishop and his sidekick, Doctor Who boy. Doctor Who boy. <laughs> No, but yeah, uh, no. nurse boy, nurse, nurse who? The worst nurse part. What? <laughs> the worst part of series nine, though, was definitely Hellbent, because it was part of a three-part story, right? Face the Raven, mm-hmm. I loved mostly I I because Face the Raven. So like I, the ideas Face the Raven had mm-hmm. were really good. The plot points were really good. As far as the script goes, I felt like it needed a lot of work. That's understandable. I really liked it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because they killed off my least favorite companion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, spoiler alert, by the way. I, th- this was... This is season nine this, from, like, two Season years nine, ago. this is two years ago, so you... you d- d- I don't care. <laughs> All right, so they kill off Clara, and I'm really happy because I hated Clara. Mm-hmm. And then we get uh, Heaven Sent, which is a gorgeous, like, basically a, it's an art piece about the Doctor alone for 10 billion years, just mm-hmm. kind of grieving the loss of his friend, right? And then we get Hellbent. Hellbent makes all of that absolutely pointless because he gets out of the uh, the... I forget what it's called, but he's in this, like, prison thing that he yeah, has to punch his way out dial. of. Uh, yeah, he's in the confession dial, and he has to, like, punch his way out of it, right? Well, he does that. For and then two he, billion years. For t- ten billion years, oh, actually, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and he just dies over and over again while doing this. It's really painful for him, and I thought it was a really powerful it's a episode. beautiful episode. It's gorgeous, yeah. Like, I feel like it even works as, like, a standalone Oh, yeah, film. no, actually, show Ryan that episode after this, because yeah. I feel like... He, it, if he wants to really get into Doctor Who, that would be one to prove how just good it is. Yeah, so like I can because um, so far that's the second episode I've seen where you can show anyone just that episode alone, and it'd be fine. So the first one would be Blink, and the next second one's gonna be Heaven Heaven Sent. Though hmm. both those episodes, I feel like just work as like standalone short films, and you can watch it and just be amazed. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, go on with uh, Hellbent. And then we get part three of the story, which is called Hellbent. The Doctor rediscovers Gallifrey. It's mm-hmm. been we haven't seen Gallifrey in like ten years in the show because yeah. it's been just gone. Well, we, and he finally we brings kinda, he brings saw it in the uh, the fiftieth anniversary special and he put it in a pocket universe. Yeah, I don't I don't count that. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we he's assumed that his people are dead, right? But they're not because he put them in a pocket universe. Anyway, he finally finds where he hid Gallifrey. I don't know how he lost it because he put it there. But so I think someone just put the confession dial over there or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out how did the confession dial get there. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, he gets out of the confession dial and he's on Gallifrey for no reason. And uh, then he just goes back in time and saves Clara, which is a thing he always talks about how he can't do. Yeah. And then he does it. And the whole thing is she's not actually alive. He just took her from the moment right before she died. Mm-hmm. And she has to go back eventually. Mm-hmm. She didn't go back. She got her own TARDIS she, at she, the end of the episode. She didn't go back. She's just taking the long way around. 
She she got her own TARDIS at the end of the... She's not going back. <laughs> and she flew away. She flew away. That makes everything that happened in the last two episodes absolutely pointless. Well, it kind of makes, like, the whole story arc of her being in and out of the Doctor's life pointless, too. Yes. Like, when she goes and jumps into the time stream, like... No, that should have been it. Well, maybe that wasn't just... Maybe she wasn't Maybe she wasn't appearing because she was in the time stream, but because she had a TARDIS at the end. Yes. Exactly. Like... Honestly, I really liked Clara, and I liked her story in uh, the second half of Series 7 when she jumps into the time stream. Yeah. I thought that was a great story. I thought that was a great ending to her story. I feel... And then they ruined it. Yeah, no, I've, I mean, I feel like that time stream story mm-hmm. could have used a bit more of a conclusion, because we were suddenly jumped into, like, somewhere completely different after that. Yeah. So, like, something to bridge the gap. But, I agree. But other than that, I know I love that story as well. I love that story. And then they ruined it. And Hellbent... The whole Clara thing aside is a mess anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... That whole episode is basically written like a Doctor Who parody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was just like... Because Moffat's done stuff like this before. Where he's just like, yeah, the doc- the whole time the Doctor's like, I can't do that, I can't do that. And he does do it. But, like, you know, it still kind of works out. This one's just like, you know, Stephen Moffat, who's, you know, the head writer of the show, is just like, we're going to do the same exact thing, except it's not going to make sense. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I... I'm not a Moffat fan anymore. I used to be. Not anymore. Series 10 is his last series as showrunner, and then he hands it off to Chris Chibnall, who also gets a new Doctor. Um, and it's rumored that Bill, the new companion, is only going to stay on for one season. Yeah. So Chris Chibnall might get a completely clean slate, which might be what the show needs. Yeah, that would be pretty amazing. Yeah. But, I mean, I wouldn't... I don't know. I. Well, I mean, uh, before we talk about season 10, about the new companion... So... You like that writer, and you like you like, you like the new showrunner coming up. Um, I'm, I'm Chris Chibnall is um, okay. Yeah. Um. He he's written some decent episodes. He wrote Forty Two in the David Tennant era. Yeah. Season three. Do you remember that one? Yeah. It's like the that. real time it's, yeah, one. Yeah, the one that's in real time. It's kind of like, that one was kind of gimmicky. That one was kind of gimmicky, but it, I thought it worked well. Mm-hmm. He also wrote some pretty bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he wrote that episode of Torchwood. Did you ever get into? I Torchwood? didn't get into Torchwood. All right, well, there's a really bad episode with an oversexualized female Cyberman. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it's like a sexy Cyberman, which I don't know how that works, but whatever. <laughs> that was pretty bad. So I don't know how his era is gonna go, but but he wrote Power of Three, right? No, that was Power of Seven. Wait, no, no, yeah, it's three. Uh, no, that's uh Jamie Matheson. Okay. Who wrote Power of Three? Wait, maybe that was Chris Chibnall. I'm going to look up J- Jamie Chris Jamie Matheson wrote Mummy on the Orient Express and I really wanted him as showrunner after Moffat. Mhm. But Yeah, no. It's definitely called Power 3. Man, there's just there's so much Doctor Who knowledge in my head that it all gets jumbled up. Well, let me find Doctor Who Power of three. Power of three. And hopefully this will tell me who wrote it. Chris Chibnall. Chris Chibnall? Okay. Yeah, Power of Three, which I liked. Yeah, I thought like, it was a lot of people didn't. I, a lot of people didn't. I thought it was fine. Yeah, no, I thought it was I decent. I thought it was decent. I actually like the second half of that episode. Um, 
I'm I'm more of a fan of the first half. Uh-huh. But uh, overall, I was happy with it. Can I get a list of episodes that he wrote? Select the credits. Alright. Doctor Who. 42. 42. Really uh, good. The Hungry Earth slash and uh, Cold Blood. That was I, the one with the uh, underground aliens. Oh, the Salarians. Yeah. Okay, so that one was decent. Uh, he wrote The Pond Life. I think that's the short. Yeah, that's the really dumb short that's just Amy and Rory in their funny. house. It was, kind of funny. <laughs> it was, I mean, yeah. Uh, dinosaurs on a Spaceship. Which I was, really liked. Yeah, it was alright. I really liked that one. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. <laughs> like, like, there was no surface. Like, there was there was no, like, uh, like value in that episode at all. It was just all surface. Like, you know, take it at face value. Dinosaurs are on a spaceship. That's the whole episode, and I loved it. And then he wrote um, The Power 3 and uh, an episode called P.S. Uh, P.S. Oh, it's a short. It's a, Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of the shorts just because I didn't... I don't really bother watching them a lot of the time. Yeah. Now let, me look up, let me look up my favorite writer, Toby Whithouse. <laughs> he wrote The God Complex, right? I think so. Because that's the hotel one? I think that might be it. Because I love that one. Yeah, that one is really good. See, Toby Whithouse is apparently like an award-winning screenwriter. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I don't. So he's like, why not just hand a show to him? <laughs> like honestly, I'd be happy with Toby Whithouse. Uh, I also would really be happy with Jamie Matheson. Yeah, he wrote um, School Reunion, Vampires of Venice, The God Complex, A Town Called Mercy, and Under the Lake and Before the Flood. Okay, I. Really liked God Complex and Under the Lake and Before the Flood. Mm. The other ones I wasn't a big fan of. You didn't like the A Town Called Mercy? <laughs> no, I didn't like A Town Called Mercy. Oh, wait. So what was the episode of that? That's the, the second time Doctor Who has tried to do a Western. The first time they tried to do it was with William Hartnell, and it didn't work then either. <laughs> <laughs> That's way better. <laughs> That's why they didn't do it again. Okay, hold on. I'm going to look up who wrote Flatline what episodes he wrote because flatline was actually my favorite episode of series eight that's the one with the two-dimensional monsters yeah i felt like you know that was actually very creative yeah flatline was like the uh the graffiti artist one right oh jamie matheson yeah jamie matheson he wrote flatline mummy and o- mummy on the orient express mm-hmm. uh read his other episodes he hasn't written very many yeah uh yeah mummy on the orient express flatline uh, the girl who died. Yep, that's a good and, one. And then he yeah, co-wrote that with Stephen Moffat. And then mm-hmm. he's writing Ox. He wrote Oxygen, which is going to be this season. Okay, the girl who died. That was. That was one of the ones with. Um... No, that was that was the Viking one. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't like that one. I hated that one that's actually. The, okay, so let's go on talk about. Oh no, no, that's still season nine. So <laughs> yeah, that's so, season. That's nine. still season nine. We can still talk about this. Um, I I hate that's that the one, one they brought Macy Williams into the show. Wasted potential. Wasted yeah, potential. Yeah, no, because I'm not. Cause I'm not sure if you responded to my idea of it that I sent to you, but like I told, I said that Macy Williams should have been like the younger version of Clara. Because mm. you see, cause there were some shots where I saw them side by where they were standing by side by side. Like they look very similar. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I can see that, but because eh, you know, know, but th- but then again, that'd be going with the theory that Mofa doesn't want us to believe anymore of uh, Clara jumping into the timeline, being part of Doctor's life. 
It's like, that could have been, like, you know... Is that retconned? He doesn't want us to believe that? I it happens know. on screen. It happens on screen. <laughs> but then again, it could be just her with a TARDIS. Yeah. <sighs> Stephen Moffat, please write more coherent scripts this year. It's your last one. Yeah. I know your I know your finale is going to be a mess. That's going to be a convoluted mess of past references and just, like, fan service. But please. I hope we get another season 5-esque uh, season. That would be nice. That would be nice. I think it's kind of too late. To, although it's what we see now, it's just like, eh, I don't think it's, it doesn't feel like season five. <laughs> I want something. I want something different. I don't. I don't know. I just want this show to be good. <laughs> but yeah, so so Macy Williams as a shielder or me or mayor me or whatever. Just wasted potential. I didn't really like any time she was on screen. I mean, I, I really like Maisie Williams. I think she's a decent actress. She's a great actress, and she does great in Game of Thrones. And I feel like she could do great in Doctor Who if her character had any substance. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, like, there was one episode. It was after the um the, the introduction to her uh, where the Doctor found her and when she was a thief. I felt like that one was interesting because you kind of see, like, Peter Capaldi interacting with what uh, Christopher Eccleston's Doctor was like. Mm-hmm. It was kind of interesting to see that. Yeah, I felt like that one had a lot of the same problems that the Series 10 premiere had, which was a lot of dialogue in the first three quarters, and then an alien thing just kind of shoved in at the end. Because, well, it's Doctor Who, we gotta have a bad guy. Mm-hmm. So, Alright, so we're just gonna transition straight to the Season 10 premiere. Yeah. <laughs> I was okay with it. Yeah, it was fine. Um. <laughs> not not something you want to hear about a season premiere. Yeah, it was fine. That's written solely by the head writer. Yeah. Oh boy, a head writer that I don't like. So he 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 wrote good stuff before. Yeah, and then he became head writer and started writing bad stuff. The thing is so weird because like Stephen Moffat wrote some like really amazing episodes like blink was amazing mm-hmm. most of season five was actually really good yeah but he writes then he writes like christmas specials and other things it's just corny i hate every single one of the doctor who christmas specials actually i don't see why they're necessary uh that's only something they started doing recently it's i think it's just a uk thing i mean yeah but they didn't do that in the classic series yeah, yeah that's right again the last time they tried a christmas special was with william hartnell and it didn't work <laughs> And that episode is missing. Oh no! <laughs> like, like they burnt. They set that one on fire. <laughs> it's missing on purpose. <laughs> it was right smack dab in the middle of Dalek's master plan, and he, the Doctor straight up breaks the third wall by looking at the camera Wait, and the fourth saying, wall, you mean? "Yeah, the fourth okay. wall." So he looks at the camera, and he just straight up says, "And a very merry Christmas to you all at home." And oh. it's just dumb. Oh no! It's dumb. Oh, that was no. that was their attempt at a Christmas special. Star Wars did a Christmas special too. Mm. We saw we don't that talk, we, don't, we don't talk about that one. Have Ryan, you seen have it, you Ryan? Seen, I have not seen it, but I've heard the story. I can, I can send you a video. I don't want to see it. That, I've um, heard the story. I can send you a video that basically shortens it and then makes fun of it. Sorry, Josh. It's a John Tron video. <laughs> you have to admit, his videos are kind of entertaining, though. Yeah, they when he was on Game Grumps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been watching Game Grumps compilations lately. <laughs> it's, it's better without him. <laughs> yeah, no, he kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. John Chon's not much of a game commentator. No, he's not. But, um, 
yeah, series 10 of Doctor Who had an alien that wasn't really an alien. It was just, it was just intelligent jet fuel. Yeah, it was just a puddle. <laughs> it was just a puddle. It was a puddle. I don't know. I don't, it was fine. It worked. He had a, he had a girl with a star for an eye. Yeah. Um, you got like they really. I thought that was cool. I thought they could have done something with that. It's like, like, it's like, oh, does she have know, superpowers? <laughs> does she? What what can she? No, it's just. She it's just, just no. She's just a weird girl with a defect in her eye, and then she dies five minutes in. Well, no, they even question. Well, they they did question if she had superpowers or anything. So maybe it's foreshadowing. Maybe she has a lizard in her brain, Kevin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly thinking. Saw it on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm honestly thinking this show should end with the way it sounds because it's. No mm, they can't end it. I'm just like. D- d- there's nothing more. They're no, doing actually, I think Doctor Who needs to end eventually, but they have to do it really well. Yeah, I think right now it's too soon for it to end. It's way too soon like, for it to end, which is weird the, because it's been over 50 years. It's been over 50 years. At this and, point, and it's close to 60. Who, yeah, New Who itself is like 10 years. Not t- not, no, it's older 12, than 10. It's, it's like 12, 12 years old, years old at this point. Yeah. in between seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. No, it's Doctor Who's quality is really inconsistent. There's a lot of just like really patchy parts of the show, and we're just—it's another rough patch that we're going through. Well, I think the main problem is—I'm not sure if Old Who had this problem, but with the New Who, like they have a uh, a number, a certain number of episodes that they need to meet, so they have to meet those. So like those bad episodes are just the scripts are just like. We don't have anything better. <laughs> no, they didn't have that problem in Classic Who because the seasons were, uh, they varied in length. Mm-hmm. Basically, the writers, um, there was not a head writer. It was yeah. a lot of different writers that were writing for the show, which I thought worked better. Yeah, because um, like, you know, because, you know, like you got one story, then you got another, and then you got another writer doing another story that takes mm-hmm. place out of that. Kind of like, kind of like improv. Yeah, it's basically, yeah. And uh, basically they would just write a serial and however many parts... Eventually they did, like, standardize it to pretty much just four episode long serials and they would do, like, four or five serials in a season. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning of the show, it was... It varied wildly. You could... There were two episode serials. There were ten episode serials. Dalek's Master Plan was 12 episodes mm-hmm. and, like, varying number of serials per season. It just depended. Yeah. And it would run year round, too. Exactly. Yeah, that's actually really cool to have it run. 25 minute episodes once a week. Yeah. Man, you know, I would have a weekly Doctor Who fix if yeah. that were a thing. No, yeah. Oh, man. But yeah. Mm. Season season 10 premiere. <laughs> season 10 premiere. It's, it was fine. It was fine. It uh, was fine. I, I think it was the... It might be the best companion introduction we've had for New Who. I think I agree, actually. I like I was unsure of Bill because that little like short we got that was that was basically the hallway scene from this yeah. episode. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember I that. I really hated that when it yeah, came exactly. out. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm just like who's who's this who's this fucker? <laughs> yeah. Just like I mean the Dalek thing and that makes more sense now, but mm-hmm. they that that felt shoehorned in too. Well, they have to contractually they have a contract with the um Wow, I, Doctor Who fans are going to hate me. I forgot this guy's name. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, boy. What did you forget? Oh, boy. What is his name? I have to Google this. I should not be forgetting. I shouldn't. As you Google it. I should. Um, 
So like I so like the introduction of the companion uh, Bill was great. How uh, God? Bill... Yeah. Why did I forget Terry Nation's name? Oh my God. <laughs> oh wait. What? Terry the... Nation created the Daleks back in the sixties, uh-huh. and he is dead now. But they have. For a while, he would not let Doctor Who, because he owned the rights to the Daleks, he would yeah. not let Doctor Who use them. And they, for the new series, they got rights to use the Daleks again, but under their contract, they have to use the Daleks at least once a year. Okay. So that's why there, there's a so Dalek. That's, so because so they didn't make a season last year, yeah. so they had to put the Daleks in somewhere. Yeah, so they threw it... I. I hope that means we don't have a Dalek episode. I hope that meets the quota for Dalek appearances. Oh. I hope so, because... Because I don't like Dalek episodes anymore. We get them every year, and they're the same thing. Yeah, and then, like, we had kind of had... And then, like, Series 9 kind of wrapped... Because, like, kind of, like, a good place to wrap up the Daleks for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we need to get... Even the classic series didn't use them that often. Yeah. Um, I feel like... If, I feel like they need a break. Yeah, cause no, yeah, like you said, the Dalek episodes are kind of, like, the same thing over and over again. So I think what they need to do is, like, try to find a way to, like revamp the Daleks, kind of like how they revamped the re- Weeping mm-hmm. Angels Yeah, with each episode. I see what you're saying. Not, I mean, like, not, not exactly like how they do with the Weeping Angels. The Weeping Angels, Angels were bad. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Cause, like, they were good the one time. They were good the one time. And then they kept using them. And, they just, and, they, and Stephen Moffat just like created all these scary. things with the, with the Weeping Angels. Like, they kinda, stopped being scary after the first time. Yeah. Like, we didn't need to see them ever again, in my opinion. Yeah, because, like, because yes, yeah, st- what Stephen Moffat did is like he just kept reusing them and like making their lore a lot bigger, mm-hmm. and then like it's the point where just like it kind of contradicts itself. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: you don't need to make the Dalek lore any bigger; it's already massive. You mm-hmm. just need to not use them for a while, please. Or just use them creatively. <laughs> yeah, or use them creatively. I felt into the Dalek from series eight was pretty good. Into- I thought that was that yeah. was where the was Doctor actually- shrunk down and went inside the Dalek. Yeah. yeah. And that's it a struggled, <laughs> Yeah, it struggled with the idea of a Dalek that was good, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. That was a creative use of Daleks. It wasn't wasn't there a comic for a good Dalek, and then they just kind of turned it into the show? I don't know if it was a comic. I know that the episode in series one that a Chris Eccleston episode that was just called Dalek, yeah, was written by Rob Shearman, who I'm friends with on Facebook. Yeah, he accepted my Facebook request. Uh, Rob, Rob Shearman wrote that. He also wrote a Big Finish serial with, I think, the Seventh Doctor. Mm-hmm. Before that, that was actually just identical. He basically just repurposed a Big Finish script for that episode. Interesting. So I know that was taken from an audio play, but I don't know if they took Inside the Dalek from a comic or not. I would have to look it up and yeah. send you a link if I find anything. Yeah, definitely do that. Um... But yeah, I think that's about all we have to say about Doctor Who. Yeah, I mean, I I could go on about Doctor Who for hours, but there's Same. also a third person in this there's podcast a third who here. doesn't know, watch Doctor Who and hasn't long, said anything. We've kind of talked about Doctor Who for a little bit. <laughs> we, we talked about Doctor Who for about 40 minutes. Yeah, I think more like 20, 25 minutes. Maybe. <laughs> when did we start? I don't know. You have it set to calculate time and measures, not in time. Yeah. So we've been speaking for about a thousand bars right now. Yeah. That's, um... Sad. Yeah, you can change that, by the way. <laughs> I don't. No, no, I'm lazy. <laughs> it's, it's a computer so far. It's like a hands reach, arms reach. <laughs> um, but yeah. So Ryan, well, what, what did you do over the past month that you want to talk about? 
Well, one, I just found out, and I need to catch up on Once Upon a Time now, but apparently we're going to have a musical episode. For Once Upon a Time? Yes. Wow. For the wedding. Did you see the Flash musical episode? No, I saw it. It was awful. <laughs> That's what I heard. I'm gonna, I'm so it was the Supernatural one. Wait, Supernatural on a musical episode? Why? They did. Oh, good thing I didn't go past season five. <laughs> yeah, I stopped after season five, but I saw that one because <laughs> my mom still watches it, and it was bad. No, season five, that was a good ending. Yeah. And I left that show with good memories. <laughs> yeah, but that happened. Uh, what did I do this week? Mm. Or this month. It's been a month. It's been a, it's month. a month. I saw Power Rangers. Oh, yeah, we did see Power Rangers. I loved it. How was that? Um, I give it two and a half out of five because I hate Godzilla 2014. And I gave that two stars. I'm just like, well, I kind of I sat and watched Power Rangers all the way through. So I would give it a little bit more. Two and a half stars. <laughs> I give it four and a half out of five. They had... simultaneously drowned and hung the black man. So and they and they showed the world that Asians can't drive. <laughs> We're not kidding, Josh. <laughs> yeah, that actually happened. Wow. Um, <laughs> they they killed the black guy first. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not gonna pay to see this movie. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed it. I will. I I enjoyed it. I would probably watch it again. So the thing is with the Power Rangers movie is the theme song in it. Do they sing "Go Go Power Rangers"? They, sing they did it for five only seconds. like five seconds. That's lame. I yeah, want the full a, theme song. Yeah, it yeah, it is a feature length exactly. movie. I want the full theme exactly. song. Timing for too. It like it's when they got to the when they went when they got their Zords. They started running to the battle scene. It's like "Go Go Power Rangers." Classic Power Rangers and style. It, it's like you know they're going in. Then they get to the city and it's just Kanye West playing. <laughs> yeah, and just push it. I was like, wait, okay, what? Just like, why not have the theme song? Yeah, playing even, throughout the whole battle because that'd be amazing. Somewhere for remix theme song. If they'd done that, I would have been even happier. Because like, even though I, I say it's it's really bad, it's still enjoyable. Because if, if you like how the original Power Rangers is, because the original Power Rangers is bad. Yeah, it's and bad. Cheesy. I mean, no. Here's the thing. I don't like how it is, but I do like it. If uh-huh. that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, yeah. okay. No, they, That's how I feel about this movie. <laughs> Except movie. this movie did some things where I'm just like, oh, I would have liked it more if they went cheesier. <laughs> this, this movie... Imp- well, see, I'm the opposite of that. I feel like this movie improved on everything that was Power Rangers. And- I mean, it did improve some things, like, with how... Like, the with the writing of the characters. But even then, it's not good enough to be on the silver screen. Because uh, the writing of the characters, it's still very cheesy and silver flat. Silver screen? That's the, that's the a metaphor for the movie theater. Yeah. No, that was definitely I could. That is not it. silver screen worthy. It was. It, it TV look, worthy. Yeah. Okay, I, look, I say it's TV worthy. Look, if you had one, if see, here's the problem. If they made it more cheesy, then it, everyone would have hated it. But if they made it less cheesy, then Power Rangers fans would have been crying. Wait a minute, that's not what Power Rangers. So they try to take a perfect blend. And they didn't do a perfect blend. They had Kanye West singing Power instead of the Power Rangers theme song. It was still a blend of the cheesy with. The <laughs> Wait, he was series. singing Power. Yeah. yeah. Ah, why did they choose that song? He was, yeah, because the they had it playing the trailer. I'm just like, well, for the trailer, it's fine. Yeah. And then, but then they had it in the actual movie. I'm just like, what? What is this? Yeah, that's that, the they, they was what they did. They had the Power Rangers theme song switch over to that instantly. It was just like, all right, I oh. I guess this is the movie now. Damn. It worked for me. Like I was like, okay, Power Rangers are actually doing something. They actually, have to, it, they're actually dealing with something that could actually kill them. And I, it's yeah. a wonder that some of them didn't die. When, they oh, they oh, were in the Zords mind. more than they were in the Power Ranger suits. Yeah, because it was an origin story. 
If you watch, I feel Black, like they should have been more Power Rangers suits. If you watch Black Nerd Comedy's review of it, which I did, it he actually says a lot of the stuff I have a hard time saying because I have a hard time saying saying things. Uh huh. But like a lot of the stuff he says are really good points about how I feel about the movie because it was like it had element. They did stuff they could have done better before, but for what it was, I still would go see that a second time and possibly even buy it. Uh huh. However, Elizabeth Vegas, Risa, Repulsa, best part of the movie. <laughs> that was like no. The... the best part of the movie was the Krispy Kreme. Yeah, that was really good too. <laughs> and I, I say best part of the movie. Um, Elizabeth Banks' acting was so over the top, cheesy, and cartoony that I couldn't help but love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they they straight up murder people in this movie. That's why I like. it got. That's why I like it. I like murder. No, it, 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 it also did some things that were different. Like, it, they changed some of the classic tropes of movies. Because you know how they always have that scene where, like, somebody's about to, like, like they're running from the cops. That scene where they're running from the cops. Mm-hmm. And the train's in the way. They're like, oh, we can make it, we can make it, we can make it. And then... That was kind of funny. And then, then they did it. Yeah. That was funny. Spoiler <laughs> alert. But, yeah. There's, like, things like that. Like, they it changed. still didn't explain how they got back home. <laughs> They even, they even questioned, like, how did we get back home? And then it was just like, know, they just never got the answer. I don't know. At least it, their origin makes more sense than a blue a guy in a blue tube just said, hey, I need five teenagers with attitude. Exactly. It's five moody, hormonal teenagers with attitude. You want to be a Power Ranger? Show me your detention slip. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I was just like, okay, at least this movie, it makes sense. They just stumbled upon it. Yeah. And it happened that they it was for a reason. Yeah. The other one is just like, yeah, let's just find the five teenagers who are in a group and have color-coordinated clothing. Yeah. That one right there. They, yeah, that, no, no, no. I actually, I mean, like, I say I don't like, I say it's really bad. I kind of enjoyed it, though, but not enough to give it three stars. <laughs> I'll say it's, I like their teasing for Tommy Oliver because it was the most it was, it ridiculous was thing ever. It was lame. It didn't get good enough reviews to merit a sequel, I don't think. It merits a sequel. I think... I think it did get a. It's gonna get a sequel though. It really? Because there are, I know people it didn't up, like this movie. Like, no, people liked it. It's it got, got mixed. It's got mixed reviews. It got very enough, mixed reviews. Enough to get. But I think budget wise, they made enough back. Okay. To make it to get. Realize Transformers got a Transformers Four got nine percent and it's still with the highest grossing movie. Hey man, I would rather watch Power Rangers over Transformers any day. <laughs> I'm still sick. They released the third trailer for Transformers oh Five. God. And it's so emotional. All right, speaking of good trailers, though, Star it, no, Wars. Wait, wait. I'm still talking about Transformers. <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah, let's not taint. Let's not taint Star Wars with Transformers. That's I will true. get the Star Wars because I'm excited about that. But Transformers Five trailer. Oh yeah, I just, I just saw it. Um, you, you got like, you got King Arthur stuff, and you're just like, oh, King Arthur with giant statues. Oh wait, no, those are robots. Okay, continue on. Oh, Nazi Germany, sweet. And then um, you got Optimus Prime chained up in space, and you got this guy, this this woman's just like, you're now evil. Unicron and Optimus Arrow. Prime is like, oh yeah. <laughs> the Errol and Unicron. And then you got Anthony Hopkins that comes up, to, walks up to the camera and just says, Transformers. <laughs> no, it probably, like, see, they'll probably explain how why he turns evil, and they'll probably have to do with the blood of Unicron. Yeah, probably. Which, if you've seen Transformers Prime, that... that Plays a huge part in turning Transformers into a dark. Yeah, I can't believe it's going to be fourteen more Transformers movies. I'm so excited. Fourteen? I will fund at least fourteen because they just came out. And just said, yeah, we have fourteen stories written. I'm happy. I'm excited. This I, the only one. Happen. 
As of right now, I'm only looking forward to one of them. That's the Bumblebee spinoff movie from the same director of Kubo and the Two Strings. No, Bumblebee dies. Yeah, we know. No, it's die. like that was not being directed by Michael Bay. Yeah, oh, okay. It's got the director of Kubo and the Two Strings, which is my favorite animated movie of last, last year. I mean, it could Michael not have Bay. Michael Bay directing it. And have I you seen Kubo and the Two Strings yet? Yes, I have. Yeah, what do you think of it? I liked it a lot. It's on yeah. Netflix now. So yeah, the director of that's directing the Bumblebee spinoff. Okay, I might go see that one. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I might see that one. Even if it does, didn't have Michael Bay behind it, I was probably still gonna like. I probably still won't see it. Michael Bay's a hack, though. He kind of is. Dude, these movies—the fact that these movies are still being made and they still are entertaining—is like uh, entertaining is such a strong word. <laughs> entertaining. Entertaining. Entertaining doesn't mean good. Yeah. Look at Mystery either. Science Theater 3000. Oh, wait, that is good. <laughs> All right, moving on before I... I, 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 don't know, I, don't I still need to see the, the Mystery Science 3000 uh, return. Oh, yeah. It just came out on yeah. Netflix. I forgot that I forgot they were doing that. You know, it yeah, just, it just no, came out a couple days ago. That. I'm just like, I really want to see Did you see the trailer they did where they uh, riffed Stranger Things? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next trailer. Star Wars. No, let's not taint Star Wars with Transformers. <laughs> Star Wars. Right, let's pick a different trailer. That's better. Coop on the two strings. So Josh, don't you? <laughs> that's that's not new. I mean, don't you agree that it got snubbed at the Oscars? No, I don't think it got snubbed. You, I liked you, it a think, lot. You think Zootopia is better than Coop on the two okay, strings? Okay, not Zootopia. I don't think I don't think Zootopia is necessarily better. But it was always going to win the Oscar over Kubo and the Two Strings. Most Disney films are going to win an Oscar over any other anime. And that's because film. the Oscars don't really mean anything. They don't, unfortunately. Yeah. It's basically whoever pays more money for their Oscar gets their Oscar. Yeah, basically. basically. I'm just disappointed, though. Because mm-hmm. I, I didn't really like, like Zootopia. Star, Star Trek definitely should have gotten it. Like, I, like, understand what I you... I agree. Yeah, oh, yeah. Zootopia is just like... It's a social commentary, very mm. clever, but uh, everything else, like the plot and the character arcs and all that, just like very simplistic. Very simplistic, like you know, I was able to predict it how, how it was gonna end. Mm. <laughs> it's just like Kubo the Two Strings had me at the edge of my seat the whole yeah. time, and I was like very intrigued with it and like in awe. Mm. But it got a lot of mixed reviews. Like, it did. It got a lot of mixed reviews. Like talk- I personally liked Kubo and the Two Strings. I thought it was a great movie. Uh, if you talk to some people, some people in the film program, they'll be like, "Hey, come with the strings, come with the two strings, all right." Or some of them would be even hate it. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, no, I think it's, I think it's a really <coughs> good, especially if like if you like anime or Japanese mm-hmm. storytelling, it pays a lot of mm-hmm. homage to yeah. it. No. All right, so now we can talk about Star Wars. <laughs> all right, so Star Wars. And you just take the Kubo with Transformers, but okay. Uh, I mean, I had to I had to find a middle ground. <laughs> a middle ground. That's, Star that Wars still is somewhat relevant Kubo, to what we were talking so. about. That trailer is literally only is not. It doesn't even show anything, and I still watched. I rewatched it about ten times. That trailer was, I feel, very revealing. Actually, it's a teaser. Um, um it feels like a trailer, but um, it, it, it is kind of revealing. What? Did but we... much like the Force Awakens, it's kind of like it's it's, it's revealing stuff taking out of context. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, like, we don't know. Like, we see something's happening, but we don't know why they're happening. And then, just, and like, yeah. we can, we can, we I can, mean, like, we can, like, theorize all we want. But then, then we watch the actual movie. It's like, oh, this is actually happening. I mean, it's 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 gonna be Empire Strikes Back Part Two. Mm. Like, realistically, that's what it's. I mean, because that would Disney doesn't take risks. It's Disney never takes risks. And as much as I would love for them to do it with Last Jedi. They won't. 
and it's gonna be Empire Strikes Back Part Two, just like Force Awakens was New Hope Part Two. Hey, they took a risk that. with Guardians of the Galaxy. Everyone keeps saying New Hope, but was, then again, it's more I mean, like Marvel. Force Awakens is New Hope Part uh, Part Two, but I was just like, except for the Death Star, the whole Death Star slash Star Killer base, I just was like, this is new. This is new to me. No, that's the same thing. Finn's storyline, however, and Finn's character himself mm-hmm. is completely original. Yeah, that was the only thing that was really different. From, otherwise, like somebody put both those movies side by side and they were almost the same. Yeah. Now, have you guys seen a side-by-side view of The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi teaser? Yes, I saw that today. Yeah. They are very similar, actually. Yeah, no, like, and I like how they're very similar. I like, no, I liked it too. I thought that was pretty cool. So yeah, because okay. like... the jump scare. The jump scare. The jump scare at the beginning, yeah. They, oh, yeah. They, I was like, the, the next one's gonna be Poe. The third movie's gonna be Poe, so we can get the uh, trifecta. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I really like the teaser, like how they. Did you see the poster though? I did. Because I have something to say about the poster. If if they're teasing about a uh, a gray Jedi, like I hope they are. Yeah. Um, the poster makes a lot more sense. Because Rey is holding a lightsaber, and half of it is blue, and half of it is red. Yeah, why does it look like Tron? That's the... <laughs> that's the edited... Oh my... <laughs> okay! <laughs> why is Tron in there? Yeah, I know, I found this, I found this on Twitter. <laughs> I didn't notice that at first, I was like, God. No, I didn't even look at it, I was like, So yeah, I pulled up on screen uh, the Star Wars Last Jedi uh, mm-hmm. poster, but it's photoshopped. <laughs> Where it's mixed with the Tron poster, <laughs> the original Tron, you know the one, the best one. Hey, you know, the whoa. only thing about the Tron only thing about the Last Jedi poster that I have a little bit of a problem with is uh, Kylo Ren's head and Luke Skywalker's head. <laughs> it's reference. It makes more like just from a design standpoint, it makes more sense to have them be. Whoa, yeah, but trying to split so, yeah. it down the middle. No, yeah, no, it's kind of, no, it's kind of weird. It's referencing. I can't remember. It's either referencing a book or a different movie poster, Star Wars movie poster. But I know it's referencing one of those. Yeah, Kylo Ren's head. Yeah, no, it's it's the it's the um, Empire Strikes Back poster. But the difference is, is that it wasn't two heads on that poster. One was uh, the unfinished Death Star. Yeah. That's why it was smaller. So wait, wouldn't it have been Return of the Jedi then? No, that would have been Empire. No, because the unfinished Death Star isn't until six. Really? Yeah. I thought I thought it was in both. No, it's only Return of the Jedi because they just have Darth Vader Star. Okay, yeah, then it, then it, they're referencing the Return of the Jedi poster. So maybe it's gonna be Return of the Jedi. It's out of order. Oh. And the ninth movie is last. Is the Empire Strikes Back? Oh boy! And then it just ended with "I'm your father." Yeah. Go on. I really hope the titles truly does mean the Last Jedi because if you've gone into any of the expanded universe, the Jedi are terrible people. No, yeah, the are. Jedi are really just horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if Luke says that the Jedi should be destroyed, if they if they should be abolished, he's probably right. Yeah. I feel like both sides have their own little pro- like each both sides have their own problem. Like the Jedi are people who kidnap children and make them feel no emotion. Or as the Sith say, feel that emotion, but kill people while you do it. So the thing is like, um, both have their flaws. So and the Empire and the First Order—they're just straight up fascists. Yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, so but like maybe it's like a with the Last Jedi, like maybe it's like a rebirth, like kind of like how mm-hmm. the em- the Empire became the the First Order. Yeah. So the Jedi's are gonna become, you know, like the first something or whatever. See, my like my... It's, it's, 
it's gonna be coming a different title. Yeah, and I feel like they're not gonna be the same as the Jedi though. I feel like I feel like we're gonna get into more gray Jedi territory where it's more centri- a centrist view. Yeah, more more maybe like like more rogue Jedi like yeah things. See, my only problem with the new thing is what the first order and the resistance is because I'm like, wait a minute. So you mean tell me you guys created a republic? But then the first order somehow came up, so they're just like remnants of the empire. Which for some reason they're in, they're technically in hiding, but they're not in hiding. Mm-hmm. They're just calling themselves the first order for some reason. And then you guys, rather than just be a huge republic against this, decided let's make our own little band of resistance fighters to fight well, this and be the resistance. I'm that's like, not totally correct though, because they had a republic, and then they had the empire. The empire crumbled and they didn't make another republic the first order is still completely in charge of the galaxy they're just they've just risen from the ashes of the empire and the rebels just rose and the resistance just rose from the ashes of the rebels there were really no ashes of the rebels they're just still the rebels they're just like but they just said okay we're the resistance now i mean yeah there's no difference i mean yeah there's no difference yeah i'm just like why because i'm just like do, because do, they don't want an the empire. Republic. The Republic. Because the Republic... I know they're trying to stay, like keep away from the expanding universe books, but I mean, come on. It, may, it would make a whole lot more sense. No, the Republic was... Uh, episodes 1, 2, and 3, they had a Republic. I know. And they haven't like, had a Republic since then. But then after the Empire Falls, they were supposed to go back to the Republic. I mean, and they but, did. Yeah, because they're the expanded, to... The expanded universe is now just completely not canon. It's, Which not, is, just, it's not that they aren't trying to touch them. They've completely retconned those. I know, but like they, it made sense for them yeah. to go back to an, a new Republic. Yeah, no, I, I agree which, it makes sense for them to do that, but they didn't. Yeah, which is why I'm just like, that's think, my only problem. I think there's a portion of the extended universe that's still canon. It's not a portion, it's a, a completely new expanded universe. I know there's line. a new, I know, yeah. I know there's a new line, but I think some of the older ones are still canon, but I would have to look back okay. at my reference. Because I know all of the old Expanded Universe books are still being published. They're still being printed. They're just in their own separate universe now called Star Wars Legends. Mm. <laughs> oh. oh <boy>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah, this... Where are you? Oh, no. Just... I was going to move on to the next trailer. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, this movie... I mean, it's going to be good. At the very least, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Disney's not going to make a bad Star Wars movie. Oh yeah, definitely. But not like they're not going to make. Not like they're going to make a uh, bad Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's debatable. Uh, no, they, they, I they think made bad Marvel. They've movies. made yeah, they've made Iron bad Man Marvel too. movies. Oh, yeah, no, they, Disney wasn't. Iron and Man especially too. they've been giving these to really good directors like J.J. Abrams. Ryan Johnson is directing this one. Yeah, and Ryan Johnson, I think he's writing and directing it. What yeah, bad he, Marvel movie. A lot of them. W- which one? Ant-Man. Which one? Age of Ultron. <laughs> Which one? Age of Ultron was decent. I mean, it wasn't, like, horrible, yeah, but it wasn't it bad. bad. No, it? I'm still waiting for you to give me a Marvel movie that... Unless Iron Man 2 Thor. Was, Iron Man Thor 2. the Dark World. Um, those are before Iron Disney. Man 2. Those are before Disney. Weren't Captain Iron America 2. Bad too. No, Iron Man 3. Wait, Captain America 2? I don't like Captain America movies. Interesting. Huh. I think they're I think bad. the Winter Soldier's the best Marvel movie. Mm. Mm, till, mm. Until... Either Guardians of the Galaxy two or Thor Ragnarok. Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite. I oh, hope. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Oh, Ant Man's my favorite. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. Ant Man's terrible. <laughs> Ant Man's great. That was my favorite character so w- far. Ant Man would be great if uh, they didn't mess with Edgar Wright's script. 
And then anyway, let him direct it. Before <laughs> we started a fight again. I well, think wait a minute, was Iron Man Disney makes over? better Marvel Disney movies. Disney took over with uh, Avengers. I mean, they, just starting with Avengers. Starting with Avengers, that's okay. when Disney took over. So everything after Avengers. Avengers Iron Man three Disney. is probably the only thing that I will question. What about Thor: The Dark World? That one sucked. I love. I I enjoyed that. That one was garbage. <laughs> I enjoyed that. My only problem. No, did I have a problem? Yeah, the fact that they didn't. They revealed Loki was alive before the ending. Because they were just, I was like... Even should, then, it was still garbage. No. The script was garbage. I mean, the villain was kind of forgettable, but I at least knew who he was because I watched that. I can only know, know that the villain of Thor the Dark World was actually the Ninth Doctor. Yeah, I know. Christopher Appleson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I just like, my only problem was, unless you watched that animated Thor movie when he was a kid, most people will not recognize who that villain is. Mm-hmm. Speaking so. of Thor, how about Thor Ragnarok? I felt that trailer was Guardians of the Galaxy esque. I'm indifferent, but I'm I think still it's excited. Be decent. I'm excited. It looks good. I hope Spider Man Homecoming is good, but oh. the closer we get, the less hope I have. Yeah, I would uh, right now in pain. I'm in so much the, pain. The recent trailer, the only problem, I, the problem I have with it is that it just like you know re- revealed most of the movie. So I'm like, I'm hoping. That's not even the whole movie that's like... There's still oh, going to be like a twist or something. I feel like I, I'm praying that that's like only half of the movie. And it's like the second half is like, wait, you didn't see this coming. But it, it seemed like that was mostly the whole movie. I'm like, wow, you guys did it faster than Amazing Spider-Man too. They at least gave us five trailers before spoiling <laughs> exactly. the movie. You guys just went straight to the second trailer. I mean, oh, man. Spider-Man. I, I'm, in, I'm in so much pain right now because... Spider-Man's my favorite superhero. He's sure my, my second favorite superhero. And that's why I'm in pain. My first is Deadpool. First is Deadpool. Yeah. Even though I'm not a huge fan of the movie because I think they got the character wrong. I've, yeah, um, I, okay, I can agree with that because yeah. I was like, he, he's supposed to be in one insane and two... They I'm made like, the movie just like they made straight the movie up a comedy. Could, no, well, yeah, well, they also made his character like how the public thinks he mm-hmm. is when like, you know, people who don't read comics think Deadpool's like, it's just like, no, I felt he was like he was a way more tame Deadpool than mm-hmm. any Deadpool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, he, he that, that was like, come on, man, he would have been doing so much more worse than what this is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, Spider-Man: Homecoming hurts my feelings. Yeah, because like it's like it's like you know like you know that you know the cinematography seems fine. Um, the I like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I think he's a good choice. I like the Spider-Man gadgets and suit and everything. Oh yeah, that's pretty, actually it's pretty cool because I kinda, like they're going back to web shooters. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, they went to web shooters in the with Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Garfield too. Did they? Yeah. Oh. oh yeah, I forgot about that. You know, they kind of they and they kind of blocked those movies out of my memory. Oh, I love. They're those. not that bad, Josh. They're I pretty love, bad. I they're love bad. those. I really wish. I actually they like had that. Those. I mean, like, I want to. I want to say I like Amazing Spider-Man more than I like the Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. I then again, I think I really love Spider-Man too. I hate. I hated the. Oh, I didn't hate it, but I just like I could. I forgot. I could forget that I pretty much have forgotten. Yeah, I hate Spider-Man three though. I mean, oh, that, that's not something that needs said. Everybody hates Spider-Man three, except unless yeah. you're Trevor Lavelle. Yeah, Trevor Lavelle doesn't actually think it's good. He just thinks it's fun, which it is, but it's also bad. I just did not like either. I didn't like any of the movies. I was like, oh, uh, Green Goblin. I don't. Even I mean, I, I mean, Goblin. I like the first one, just fine. The they didn't do one, enough with the, Green Goblin, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I think Octopus was the closest they got to. Uh, well, the Spider-Man Two was like the most, like it felt the most like a Spider-Man movie should be. Mm-hmm. 
But that it was just like they had Tobey Maguire as yeah. Spider-Man, which like yeah. it didn't it doesn't quite work. <laughs> my problem that was also my problem. He just he was not Peter Parker. He was not Spider-Man. No, he he, he was a decent Peter Parker. Because I feel like because I feel like how it was with the Raimi trilogy was that Tobey Maguire was a decent Peter Parker but a bad Spider-Man, and Andrew Garfield was a good Spider-Man but a bad Peter Parker. I feel like he was. I feel like the. Tobey Maguire is a good Peter Parker up until he got the spider powers. And then it just all went down there. Because, I'm sorry, that kid was a little crybaby about everything. That's true. And I was just like, you can... You, I mean, but so is Peter Parker. But, yeah. Well, I mean... But, like, the, my uh, only problem... Yeah, Peter Parker's was, a little bit stronger than Tobey Maguire. <laughs> my only problem with Andrew Garfield was that he was cool before he actually, you know, got the powers. And I'm just like... You're supposed to be a nerd. I mean, like, the only well, I mean, part is that you're smart. You're he, just like, he, he wasn't cool, per se. He wasn't a loser, either. He was kind of a loser. Have you seen he the trailer? Kind of, he, was, he was kind of, like, one of those popular losers. Have you seen the Honest trailer? Nah, I, I, I probably have. He's a muscular, athletic, you know, et cetera, et cetera, loser. And I'm just like, yeah, that, that, that's actually pretty he accurate. He was muscular. I mean, he was pretty, he was athletic. He was, he wasn't athletic. He just rode a, he just rode a skateboard. <laughs> he was at least okay. Look, he wasn't doing uh, tricks until after he got his powers. In terms of uh, people at school, at most schools like that, yeah. he was probably not one. If you were thinking loser, I would not think Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield. Uh, he I was saw, like he was loser. like a contemporary nerd. Yeah, he was fine. <laughs> except except for his acting as Peter Parker, I felt like you know it needed to be less stuttery. No, because I mean, like, if you want to get to that, but, his, but his Spider-Man though was actually was very enjoyable. Especially, uh, I really I like Amazing Spider-Man two, mostly because of the Spider-Man scenes. I like the villains except for Rhino, and I've told you my problems with that. And I told you my solution to that problem. No, no pretend, more. Pretend Rhino's not in the movie until you watch the movie. Just like, oh, Rhino's in this. What a nice Easter egg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would. It's because if Rhino wasn't not in any of the promotional materials, everyone would be totally fine with it. Right. Because, like, in every promotional, the, all the posters, all the promotional material, they have Rhino, and you're like, wait a minute, these are, like, similar scenes. Why don't they show more scenes? And then you realize, oh, that's it. Yeah, no, they should have just kept it as an Easter egg. <laughs> they should have just been like, oh, yeah, Rhino might be in It's like, what? Yeah, that's what, what happens. So every time, every time you watch a movie Spider-Man 2, just wipe out all the promotional materials out of your head, and just turn it on, be like, whoa, Rhino! What a nice Easter egg. <laughs> I really wish. I really wish they continued with that series because I was excited. To it see needed a conclusion. It needed a conclusion. It did. It wasn't it, popular enough for them to continue. I don't. Well, no, because no, they were going to have like a whole cinematic universe for it. Yeah, right. and then Marvel. and then Disney took over, and then they had then they, then Andrew Garfield wanted wanted to step out, decided to step mm-hmm. out because. Uh, he felt like fans would get confused if now suddenly he's mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield Spider Man is in this Marvel Cinematic Universe. I, so I, then they had to just basically reboot the whole thing. I heard they had a like tease where it was like, oh, uh, in Spider Man One, they were thinking about putting the uh, Stark building up in the background that would have yeah. started it off. But then they were just like, nah, we didn't get the rights or anything. So I'm like, yeah, they didn't get the rights until the movie was like almost complete. And I was just like, come on, why? It's just a Sony. It suck at communi- sucks at communicating. <laughs> I'm just like, all companies suck it's at communicating. So- Sony sucks. No, look, yeah. all film companies suck at communicating, and that's why I'm just like... I feel like, com- I feel like Disney would be pretty responsive. Super... F- they, I think they would have a no- big enough staff. Superhero yeah. films could be so much better if people would just get their shit together, stop complaining about money and rights and everything, and just make a superhero film 
with every single character you got. The problem is, if you don't have money, you can't make the movie. And if you don't have the rights, it's illegal to make the movie. So one, give one company all the rights. I don't <laughs> hey give man. a damn. Warner Brothers has all of DC characters. Well, no, because they, <laughs> they well, if you give one up. company all the rights, that's a monopoly, and then that's illegal. See, that's what, but yeah. I'm like, Marvel, that's Marvel's biggest problem. Hey, man, problem. as long as Disney doesn't get DC, we're fine. <laughs> See, that's Marvel's biggest problem, the fact that they have so many superhero families that you actually have to split up the rights, whereas DC is just like, we have Justice League and a couple other extra Justice League and a couple other DC characters. We can just make our own universe. Yeah. We should have a split between a TV show universe and a movie universe. Uh-huh. That's my only problem. But I'm like, you at least ha- can have one co- cohesive universe and not just whatever Marvel's doing. Where we got X-Men and we have Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, yet they're not mutants. They're just miracles. Because <laughs> it starts with an M, but it's not mutants. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's because they don't have the rights to use the mutants. Because 20th Century Fox owns X-Men. And I'm just like, uh, which is, is why they are the ones who made Deadpool. Deadpool, Deadpool Spider Man could have been a movie. Yeah, but it makes more sense to have Deadpool with the X Men since he's a mutant. Yeah, technically. But if you get your shit together, we can have Deadpool and Spider Man. Yeah, we can stop complaining about all this. stuff. Did you read the Spider Man Deadpool comic yet? I didn't have it. No, no it's pretty good. I need to, but I'm just like, <laughs> they need to re- like. My dream is to just make the perfect franchise that just uses whatever I want. Fuck everyone else. The thing is... Sorry to all the world, but... The thing is, yeah. I, I would want to do the same thing, except, like, I want to make my own franchise. I want to I make my own cinematic universe. And I just want to control everything. <laughs> I want to make a DC versus Marvel movie, but it'll never happen. Just, just CGI it. The closest, <laughs> I, ever got, the closest I ever got to uh, my two favorite characters fighting each other is when Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny shared screen time on Hoover Frame Roger Rabbit. That's as close as I will ever get. Wow, that's sad. I know. That's really sad. That's as <laughs> I'm close. Sure, I imagine there's a better crossover than there's that. There's definitely a better crossover. You got the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. I mean, you got three I'm talking, of those. <laughs> I'm talking about the most popular, well-renowned classic thing ever. Can ever think Tell of. Telling me Jimmy Neutron's not a classic. Compared to Mickey Mouse versus Bugs Bunny, I, no. I guess so. I mean, there have been a lot of crossover fights I've seen over the years. Man. I've never seen that. Doctor Who should cross over with Sherlock and Supernatural. Uh, no. Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> anyway, back to what we're talking Thor Ragnarok? Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty decent. I look forward to it. I got. I saw Loki. I was happy. Um, I saw Hulk. I was happy. Apparently, the, direc- the director of Thor Ragnarok is an indie filmmaker. Yeah, that uh, has a lot made a lot. Apparently, his movie gets very his movies get very well, really good reviews out of it. I heard. So, it, I read an article on it, Entertainment Weekly, and they were like, "Yeah, he's gonna make this a bit more comedic than regular Thor." Oh it's, yeah, it's gonna be like a bit of a buddy movie between him and Hulk. Yeah, no, you can definitely see like he has his own comedic style as well in the mm-hmm. teaser, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> he's a yep, that's Mark. me. You probably wondered how I got here. I'm telling you guys, they should just freeze framed it with a record scratch and just like. Yep, that's me. You're probably wondering how I got you. No, <laughs> I have a long story. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kate Blanchett. I was just like that one scene when she just gra- holds the hammer. I'm just like, you look so emo right now. Hella emo. I'm just like, ah. <laughs> but I'm. Um, <laughs> I feel pain. Pain. That's that's just the tip of the iceberg, boy. I'm working on my improv skills in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> so, horrible. Uh, there's one more trailer that I saw that I wanted to talk about. 
I can't remember what it was. Is it the Deadpool 2 trailer? No. Is it the Logan trailer? No. Well, I mean, like, a couple of... I saw a couple of different trailers. You know they're making a Tokyo Ghoul live-action movie? I've heard of it. Yeah, I saw a small teaser. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think I, per- I, think I saw an article when it was announced. Same, and then they did the Death Note thing. What was the trailer I was going uh, Death Note? I'm interested in that. Oh, um, I saw... I, remember I don't this. mind the whitewashing in this, though, uh, because Japan already has three live-action... Well, actually, four now. It's four not, that's not the only reason I don't want it. I just don't want it, because live-action Death Note... Like, I'm gonna say at least seventy percent of the time has not been good. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, hear, I hear the Japanese good. live action movies have been pretty cheesy. Yeah, they're not good. Seventy percent because I'm being generous because I haven't seen all of it. Hmm. See, this is gonna sound really racist, but I just don't like live action anime movies when they make the whole cast Asian. Mainly just because if it you watch, it depends anime, on the story. Because like, I mean, like. Okay. With, um... Full Metal Alchemist? Like, with Attack Everyone on Titan, they Asian. are actually in Europe, so it makes sense if they don't use... Wait, which one? Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan, yeah. No, well, they're we, they're well, Attack, in Europe. Well, Attack on Titan, um, everyone's, like, mixed race. Yeah. yeah. I'll so, like, so they, they, like, Armin specifically is German, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tolerate Attack on Titan, but, like... Like, but... Well, Attack on Titan, I don't know. I, um... I never seen them, but like I need to see the live action one. I'm scared to watch it though. I'm scared to watch it. The <laughs> anime is so good. If we all want to watch it, I will watch it. I just to watch the series first, but oh yeah, well, but I have, it's it, I have it on DVD. <laughs> Season two is coming soon. It no, is, it's already, it's already, it's already airing. Yeah, they've got several. I'm gonna wait till it's on Netflix. <laughs> but like the uh, my only problem problem was like the like Edward Elric should not be Asian. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but Fullmetal Alchemist, the live action. Um, I do have a problem with the Japanese ta- ca- uh, ta- uh, cast. Because it is specifically mentioned that they are German. <laughs> and they're talking about making a Bleach live-action movie, possibly, and I'm just like, they're probably going to make it. Is Bleach any good? Bleach isn't good. Yeah, that's no, what I heard. Ble- like, okay, wait, wait, wait. With Bleach, wait. I heard like the art style is good, but the story is really bad. No, stop that. Bleach is good up until what was supposed to be the final arc, but wasn't the final arc. Because there was supposed to be the final arc, but then they, the company said, keep making more stuff, and so they made more stuff, and it went bad. Oh, so... Wow. It was good up until a point. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, uh, Boruto season two came. Uh, Bor- not season two, but <laughs> Boruto. <laughs> Is that just like that? Sounds like someone who really hates Naruto. Be like yeah, Naruto, more like Boruto. <laughs> <laughs> it's a son, okay? It's it's the second the series started. They have two episodes out already. I've watched it. I, ho- I wish Alex was here to talk about it too, but. I enjoyed the first two episodes. It's just basically right now, he's a little kid at school. It's basically t- first. I'm assuming the first season gonna be, just be like a school type show, uh-huh. but you know, he can use. The or in high school. What was no. It? What was it? Was it Orange Boys Club Junior High or something like that? Yeah. This isn't a junior. High. It's, it's like actually, because there's no actual like high school in this. Yeah. It's just like you start off like when you turn like like nine or ten, you go to school. Learn how to become a ninja, and then you go off, like, for the rest of your, like, what would be your middle school and high school years as a ninja. Uh-huh. So, basically, like, you're just going around killing people as a, like, 12-year-old. Sweet. If necessary. So, it's the Hunger Games. 
Kind of, but not. But basically, no, it's Battle Royale. Get it right. Hunger <laughs> Games didn't make that genre. But the thing I liked about the series is that the first episode, literally the first minute, is showing you what kind of what the end of the series is. Because like, you see Boruto, he's a teenager now, and the entire village has been destroyed. And you're just like, holy shit, what the fuck happened? Mm-hmm. And then you just, and he like has all these powers, and it's like. Oh, Naruto's dead, or at least seriously injured. And you're just like, wait, the guy we've been following for like seven hundred or seven hundred plus episodes is dead, and then you're just like, what's going on? And so it's just, le- and then they're just like, okay, now we're gonna tell you his childhood. Oh no, they're gonna do a flash. Oh, they're, they're doing it's, that. It's they show you, they show you this, they show you it's something dramatic. And just like. You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> but they're literally going back from a teenager scratch. <laughs> He's literally a teenager, and they're going all the way back to when he was in school. Now. And I'm like, this is going to be a long fucking series, because we have to get all the way to when he's a teenager. There's going to be a lot of backstory to how he got his powers. This is going to turn into Shippuden again. Maybe what I should do for this podcast, where, like, towards the end, we're going to have, like, this, like, discussion that gets really in-depth. In- in- in and then it's gonna be a record scratcher. Just like you're probably wondering how we got here. <laughs> and then going. <laughs> that's, so that's, that should be the intro for season two, episode one of Mornings and Mike. So oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that for the season two premiere. I'll save that joke. <laughs> yes. Uh, although now people are gonna be expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> we just never do it. <laughs> just never do it. Yeah, it was a good. It's a good show. Yeah, I mean, I still need to watch Naruto. <laughs> good luck with that. You know, with like the five minutes of new footage every episode. <laughs> hey, I'm rewatching Shippuden, or at least not rewatching, but I'm like going through because I never actually watched the full series. Because I always got a good chunk of the way through, and I was like, I'm gonna take a break, and I never came back, and I forgot everything. And I'm like, I'm gonna start over again. It- so, yeah. Oh, there was another topic I was gonna talk about. Like, I can't remember what it was. Uh, oh yeah, I remember now. I watched uh, Attack on Titan Junior High, which is a, basically a parody of Attack on Titan, but when they're all kids in junior high. I saw that. It's amazing. Okay. <laughs> I love it, actually. Uh, How Kevin, is, you might is it actually plug funny? It's actually really funny. Kevin. All right. Yeah, it's on YouTube. If you, you might, might want to plug up your computer. Oh, yeah, you're on 12%. I mean, I mean so we're almost done. To wrap up. Yeah. yeah, we're almost done. Yeah. So like, I'm just basically... We gonna, talked for two more hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Because we gotta go get food, oh. too. Before. Oh, yeah. I want <laughs> I, food. Wait, don't you think you had to meet with, uh... Yeah, I can go after. <laughs> yeah. I have the footage, so they can't do anything without me. <laughs> <laughs> He's waiting around with thumbs, like, man, I wish, I wish Josh was here. <laughs> Wait, do you have anything else to say about Tiger Titan, or... Tiger Titan Junior High, watch it on YouTube. Well, I have another thing. I saw Get Out. I love that movie. That movie freaked me out. I, Dude, like, I still need to watch it. Oh my I, god, I love my, Get I Out. Like, I saw that while I was in Denver over spring break mm-hmm. at the Alamo Draft House. Oh yeah, you, See, you guys went to a drive-in, didn't you? No, we didn't go to a drive-in. We went to uh, the Alamo Draft House. Is basically you sit down at this table and you watch a movie and they serve oh, you food. Nice. And they serve you really good food. Nice. <laughs> yeah. As a black guy, that movie terrified me more than anything. Because I was like... I don't know what I would do in this situation. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you Ryan. were just kidnapped and brainwashed to be a slave? Hey, yeah. Because that, yeah. that's what they do in the movie. Oh, wait, spoilers. I mean, I, I mean, you can tell from the trailer. That's what they, That's what the movie's about. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. really <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was just a bunch of white people hating on a black guy. No. No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a... No, basically, it's a, it's a horror movie... It's, it's not really even it's horror, because like it's not it's that like scary. It's like a thriller yeah. about a family of... 
this this white girl brings her black boyfriend home to mm-hmm. her crazy ass family who kidnaps black people oh. and like brainwashes them into basically becoming slaves like and they live on a plantation oh wow i want to see this now. yeah, yeah no like, it's good no, like, <laughs> the, the thing is the first trailer you are not expecting this is like oh it's gonna be like having to deal with you know the white family with the black boyfriend and i was like okay so this is gonna be like one of those little uh getting through racism things and then all of a sudden it just takes a dark turn i'm like oh yeah oh all right, all right. I'm interested. Here's the, here's the only thing. If you've seen enough films, you will probably guess the plot before while watching the movie. I mean, I hear it pays a lot of homage to Alfred Hitchcock. It does. It pays a lot of... Um, and what was really cool is that there was um, like a 10-minute long little documentary before the movie when I saw it, at least in Denver. No, yeah, it, well, it was at Alamo. I think it was an Alamo Drafthouse exclusive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was basically like... Just like um, it was basically like a 10-minute exploitation lecture. Huh. It was basically like Dr. Lawrence's class, but in 10 minutes. <laughs> it was really cool. Yeah. It was an interesting movie. Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely look forward to it uh, on Blu-ray. I'll probably yeah. give it a, if we're going out five stars, probably a 4.9 out of 5. Ryan I gave it a full movie? 5. I gave it a full 5. Sweet. Yeah. If Josh likes it. <laughs> There's only one thing I had a problem with, but that's spoilers. You can tell me. I've seen the movie. Oh, well, I don't want Close to your ears. Oh, earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Yeah. You want to stay on the podcast? No, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Yeah, if you yeah. haven't seen it, go see it. Yeah, well, I know if Josh gave it five stars, I would definitely like it. Yeah. Um, so we're about reaching the end of our time because the computer is dying. <laughs> <laughs> we're at 9%. We're at 9%. We have a little 8%. bit of time. 8%. 8%. Per- little- fuck! <laughs> Yeah, you know, this this garage man is just draining it. <laughs> um so um as far as like what I'm gonna do pop culture wise, uh, for the rest of the semester, I'm definitely gonna finish watching the Portal Two musical that yeah. I was, I was watching when uh, I'm before the podcast started. Probably watch that sometime this week. Yeah, no. Although I have a lot of editing to do in oh, the coming couple weeks. So. Same here. <laughs> same here. But uh, I think I'm just gonna stay up late and just watch it tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, um, so I found a Portal musical online, fan-made, very interesting. Yeah, we watched, I watched a little bit of it yeah, when yeah, I first I, came I was in. intrigued. Um, I got Ben watching Doctor Who, uh, after Doctor Who, I don't think we're, no, we're not gonna finish Doctor Who by the time semester's over. <laughs> yeah, if you wanna show Ben some classics, I got Spearhead from Space on Blu-ray, which is the first third Doctor serial, uh-huh. first one broadcast in color. Only one shot on film. Yeah, yeah, it's real good. Now we'll see how we'll see how much he gets interested into the show with okay. new Who. Yeah, so I don't, I don't want to experiment with old Who on him yet because <laughs> it's, it's pretty out there. Yeah, yeah, new Who is pretty out there too, but you know, so more, a bit more tolerable. But um, this is the show, season one finale. Rip in peace. R.I.P. in pieces. Rip in pepperonis. We will see you all another time. We'll R.I.P. see you all. In August. R.I.P. Yeah. Return. Hopefully in. we'll have... This is going to be an all-summer-long hiatus, my dudes. Yeah, unfortunately, because um, I'm going to be busy with an internship this summer. I'm making a short film this summer. Ryan, what are you doing this summer? Possibly internship, possibly job. How are you well, going to get an internship? You're a freshman. I have applied for some. I haven't heard back from it yet, but hopefully. If anything, I'll have a job. 
That'd be amazing if you got an internship with it, though, because they usually I work get, at like, KFC back home, so that's what I'm going to be doing. I mean, that like, and making a short film. Most of the internships <laughs> I applied for are all St. Louis-based, and they would, they offered it to freshmen, so I was like, hey. Sweet. I might be making short films this summer, because that's my internship. Because, <laughs> like, I'm working with a, with a film studio. So. Cool, cool. Yeah. But thank you guys for listening to the podcast and sticking with us for about 20 episodes, I think. That's how much we made. Yeah. It's been fun, guys. I'm going to miss it. My allergies are really acting up right now. I swear to And, uh, yeah. We'll so fight. remember, guys, watch Doctor Who. Watch Get Out. Watch Attack on Titan. Watch Boruto slash Naruto. Watch the, um, the Last Jedi trailer. Don't watch Transformers. Do watch Transformers. You check out Power Rangers if, you have, if it's on TV and you've got nothing better to do. Go see it in theaters. Don't waste your money. <laughs> Watch My Hero Academia too. Season um, two starts. Check out Mystery Science Theater three thousand: The Return uh, on Netflix. Let me know how it is because you know I love I like the original one. I love the original. I still I still need to get more into it, but like from what I saw, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, is this on Hulu? I don't know if it's on Hulu. I know they have. It a, used to be. They have a best of collection on Netflix. Okay, and go see Spider Man and tell us what your thoughts are. Spider Man Homecoming. <laughs> We'll go see be, it. Be cautious about it. I'm, I'm probably going to see it in theaters. Oh, yeah, I, I, mean, love, yeah, I love I'm, I'm going to see it in theaters. I've seen every Marvel movie. I'm just not really now. looking forward to it anymore. <laughs> I mean, I love Spider-Man. And, like, you know, the past... Uh, I mean, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, we've all saw them in theaters. Saw Civil War in theaters. Probably going to see Actually, I didn't see the Andrew Garfield movies in theaters. Interesting. Hmm. I waited till after. The one Amazing Spider-Man 2 was worth seeing in theaters. Yeah. Even just for the visual effects and cinematography, mm-hmm. it was really great. The yeah. music. Oh, music is great, too, with Hans Zimmer. Um, but yeah, I guess. Yeah, all right. Well, well, five percent. Let's see you make- next time.